If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's next. Blubbity Blah. The Blubbity Blah. Sending out good vibes. Because typically in science, when you hear like the word frequency or vibration, like kind of your, your radar goes up right away. Like, oh, I don't know. This makes me uncomfortable, you know, but, uh, but man, there's some crazy good studies. Okay, guys, welcome back to the America show. We are going to be chatting with Trevor Lowman a little bit later. Was he, is he a PhD? Yep. You know, Trevor Lowman, PhD, a little bit later about... How to not die young or how to live longer, maybe how to maximize your potential into your older days, at least from like the natural stuff. You know, you might catch this, you can, can't really predict against some of the stuff like getting hit by a bus, but you can make sure that maybe you don't get diabetes or some shit. So it's a good one for that. And we got everybody's favorite podcaster here, Graham. Malama Ding Dong Dunlop. No green screen that's, yet. That's what you're going to call it? No, I, dude, I'm, it's just another glitch that's happening to me right now. So glitch. I went, I did the green screen. I tried it all these different ways. Um, and it, and it wasn't quite, you know, how you have to cover the whole screen. Otherwise it's not going to work. Right. Otherwise it looks really be- stupid. Right. Oh, it, it wasn't enough strips. to cover your full background. No. So then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to hang it from the ceiling then. And now all of a sudden it doesn't work. The green doesn't even work. It doesn't even work. It's not even picking up. It's 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 super frustrating. But that's the way it's been for me the last few days now. I've something I was in the groove last week. Like we're putting all our content on Rumble now and also on Rockfin again. We're making sure that our audio content is on there because people still listen to Greg's show on Rumble and stuff. So, you know, I've been updating all these websites and going hard on uh all this and now now I've got fucking internet issues that are driving me nuts. Like I can't get through these websites and 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 every, have you ever had that where technology just seems to stop working for you? Like even my phone, even prepping for this intro, my phone wasn't working properly. Um, is Mercury in the microwave? Is Mercury in the microwave? Micrograde? Oh, retrograde or whatever. <laughs> Mercury. Oh, I thought you said you put Mercury in the microwave. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's a celestial thing. I mean, I don't know if it's a celestial thing, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's just. When I was a kid, we used to break those mercury thermometers and dump them in the heater. No way. Math class. Why in the heater? I don't know. Because we're fucking idiots. (laughs) Wow. That's very poisonous. Probably, huh? Yeah, we break so, yeah, it and play just, with I, it in our hands all the time. Yeah, I, I remember doing that a little bit, playing with it with our hands. But I think it's still leached. I think you weren't supposed to touch it with your skin because it would leach in or something. But they were always—it was always okay. a fairly small amount. I don't know. I hope we should. We should have asked Trevor Loman about your Mercury playing days. I feel like, yeah, 
I probably don't want to know, man. Ignorance is bliss. Yeah. But it should be gone by now. I've been uh, detoxing the heavy metals for a while now. It's got to be a month or more. Over a month, maybe. And what are you doing for that? Ooh, shoot. I forget what it's called. It's a spray that I spray in my mouth. Oh. I could find out for the next show. It's not cytodetox. Eh? Do you remember we did that show on cytodetox a long, many years ago? I, I did a couple of bottles of that. That seemed pretty good. Maybe if I type it in my email, it'll come up. I'm trying to, damn it, I look at that bottle every day. And uh, I can't think of it now. But anyway, I just spray it in my mouth. And it's supposed to take out all the heavy metals. I, I don't know how to tell if it's working, so... They say you're supposed to feel worse for a while, and then you start to feel better. But are you at, are you at the better stage yet? I don't know. I didn't really feel notice worse. We should try that thing that they the, those guys put in the chats a little while ago. Which you, chew, you chew cranberries? You, what was it again? You chew cranberries in your mouth for a minute, and then uh, no, no, you swish cranberry juice in your mouth for two or three minutes. And then you spit it out, and apparently it comes with all this goo, like worms and and That's what it's called. Advanced TRS. So did did you hear about that cranberry juice thing? Is it like pulling? Yeah, it seems like it. I never had much success with Ryan, the pulling. And then Ryan from Kansas was like, speaking of Kansas, I have actually something to read about Kansas, uh, Kansas later. Ryan from Kansas is like, well, we got all kinds of juice in our in our store. And I was like, well, all that ocean spray stuff seems to me like it's all not really pure juice. It's like full of stuff. It's like a drink. How's Kosova? Have you heard of them? C-O-S-E-V-A? No. That's who it's by. Oh. Cleanse toxins from your body and mind. Your air, water, and food are saturated with toxins. That means your body and mind are too advanced. TRS uses breakthrough nanotechnology at the cellular level to remove and cleanse toxins and heavy metals from your body. This is performed at the cellular level with its proprietary clinopatolite zeolite formula. Oh, zeolite. What's zeolite? You know what that is? Yeah, that's the main sort of detox that people talk about. Okay. Advanced TRS captures... Alex, AJ sells zeolite. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. Captures heavy metals like mercury, arsenic, aluminum, lead, chemical toxins, blah, 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 all that and, stuff. And mercury from the 90s or the 80s? Yeah. So I've been on that for, I want to say, like uh, at least a month. Right on. Maybe two. So maybe from my leaking fillings, it'll offset my leaky fillings. I've never had the uh, tech problem, though. I really don't. I just have seem to have the off, opposite experience. I'm sure people have. I'm sure people have. I mean, I know I know people that have, but this has been a really long sort of like few days of just major problems on everything. Going to websites, not being able to get all the way into them. They they open up. I can't upload things. I can't even put things in carts. Like It's almost like I'm allowed this surface level access to everything, but not deeper within anything. It's very it's like you're in the Langoliers. Yeah. And honestly, today I was like, am I dreaming right now? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? I was on with 
ignored customer service for a while and we're going through all this stuff and I, I have to still do another exercise to see what's going on. But it, it's very strange. I was really honestly, it was when the green screen stopped working. I, I was like, how can this be too? How can be? I mean, now this isn't working. And I, the other day I did all these, all these uh, experiments trying to get it working properly. Like, actually just sort of making it fit, not getting it to work properly. It was working properly. And now all of a sudden it just doesn't even recognize the green. So all of a sudden the green is just green. Did you click the, I have a green screen? Yeah, I did. Yeah. You clicked on the match, the color. And I feel more, I before, like last week I was, uh, I was in more of a, um, I feel good about tech. I was on, on a roll. I was kind of like, yeah, I'm figuring all this out. I'm just doing it on my own, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And now it's just Cut. all falling apart, Al. And we're big boy pants off. Yeah. Are you sure you don't have a virus? Well, I don't know. How do we find that? Maybe you should just download one of those things. If we get to know. Normally, well, Nord I don't does really it. I mean, I got Nord, kind of stuff, right? Nord does it. So I don't Nord, think Nord's Nord... supposed to protect it. I mean, I have threat Nord's protection stuff. Isn't threat protection virus? Isn't that the nah, same thing? I don't think so. I would get like, I don't know. People will probably well, be like, what the fuck? But I'm I thinking Tony, like, I don't even want to talk about it in the show. It's just going to seem like we don't know what we're doing. We don't. But uh, maybe Norton. Yeah. I feel like Norton and AVG were the big ones. I, well, I thought I had one. one. I thought I had one in here already. But I didn't, you know, I didn't even really consider it. Because when you're on a Mac, you don't really worry about it. Yeah, exactly. No. But now we slip. Have you been downloading anything sketchy? Like free software? No, I'm not no, like that's porn. no, 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 no. That's the thing. I don't really do. No, not really. I mean, no. Huh. Well, a P- PDFs from Internet Archive and stuff. I mean, it'll text me if anyone tries to log it into any accounts. Anyway, okay. From a new machine. I don't know what these hackers are capable of these days. If they sneak in, you know. And set up some shit on your computer. That's what, because it seems like your shit's fucked with. Have you shut it off? Obviously, you shut it off. For yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Powered it down. Yeah. Huh. Well, uh, I don't know. This is like, probably better talk to George or someone. Okay. Especially if it's a PC. Pretty crappy. So, how you been? I'm good. I'm, uh, my computer's working fine. Uh, the world continues to fall apart. But my Amazon still works, so, you know, I'm happily oblivious still. Not oblivious. I guess that's not the word. Happily, uh, I don't know. I just don't give a fuck. You know, I just, in some ways it's kind of nice because it takes less effort to keep up in certain areas. Like yeah. my day job, you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like things that used to take all of my attention or, you know, problems that maybe used to consume more of my day or now just like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but the world has slowed down, noticeably slowed down. It's kind of like you said, am I in a dream? (laughs) Is this possible? Is this actually possible that this, that we've come this far in this fucking multi-million dollar system and you guys just fucking, Missed these fucking silly details at the very first step. At the very first step. The fucking very first connection. And they're like, oops. And so they had this big... And we're talking about 
one of the fucking biggest companies in the world. All right. I'm not going to mention any names or anything like that, but we're talking about one of the biggest <laughs> fucking companies in the world. If not, they're definitely the biggest in their industry. They could be the biggest, one of the biggest private companies on the planet for sure. But they're not supposed to be, you know, they're supposed to know what they're doing. So they're, they're, and it's, you know, we start, and we didn't even know, we weren't expecting the meeting. It was just kind of thrust upon us because we'd just been waiting for these drawings. Like, we have to have a meeting today. It's like, uh-oh. It's just, you've, you've seen this thing coming off the rails for a while. <laughs> you've seen it, like, sort of wavering. And uh, they had this whole list of explanations on why they were fucked. <laughs> and, like, number three was human error. And uh, it might have been number two, but it boiled down to that was the root cause of it all, is whoever made the model just... Didn't notice that. Didn't notice key details that I won't bore anyone here with that, you know, it's just, it's all fucked. It's just another good example or a really good example of the Atlas Shrugged thing you're talking about. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, you're trying to tell people that it's a bad idea to be this aggressive with the schedule as it is and blah, 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 and you just get hung up on thing after thing after thing. And now these next parts we need are, you know, three and four weeks away and, it's a fucking nightmare. I don't see how we're still building stuff in in ten years. In ten years, it's gonna be a different fucking world in construction. I don't know if I'll be able to do it anymore. It'll be tougher. It'll be tougher for sure. I mean, maybe someone else has a different experience. If you're out there and your industry is just like, wow, man, we are fucking nailing it right now. I'd like to hear it. I mean, I've got some good guys working for me. They're nailing it. They're doing well. And a lot of things, but I just mean like the, the overall the industry, industry in total, the, the yeah. entire industry from top to finish, there's tons of trades that are still killing it, you know, and doing a great job, but it's just, and the problem is that I'm on some massive projects right now where a bunch of these things have to come together. And that's where you, you know, the, you're, you're talking we're about on. people saying things are in ball and courts and dude, there was a new one the other day. Oh yeah, there was. Oh, it was something to do with milk. Oh my god, it was. I gotta find it here. You talk for a minute. Well, I was gonna say we were on Legit Bat yesterday. I think they were live on Rockfin. I'm not sure when if the episode. Like I don't know how they work their episodes and stuff. But Darren was really ranting about this. Uh, if you want to hear more about that, it's pretty interesting chat. We had a great episode with uh, with Le- Legit Bat, and um, yes, we also milk. talk about it. We also talk about it on our Outlawed show, I think, recently. It's not worth arguing over split milk. <laughs> split? Split. No, I was just a, it's just a spelling mistake. No, then it doesn't make sense in the context, because then we're not arguing over spilled milk. It's spilt milk. It's crying over spilled milk. No, uh, arguing over spilt milk? Crying over spilt milk? Is it crying, not arguing? So they're saying arguing over split milk? Yeah. It's just a spelling mistake. But then it doesn't make sense in this context because it's not like something bad happened and that we can't fix and we're fighting over it anyway. We're arguing over something that we see two different sides on. And it's your ball saying, of court, dude. He's it's just saying he's going to meet me in the middle with some split milk. So we split the milk, so everything's fine. There's no need to argue. 
but I'm my argument is, but all the milk is mine, motherfucker. So <laughs> I still lose if we split the milk. Well, Trust definitely me, I tried to get this guy. Spill the milk, I know. I was just like, it's got to be a typo. It's got to be a typo. But I'm like, if it's a typo, it just makes zero sense in this fucking context. So anyway, it's like the ball in court. And what's the other one? The uh, uh, intensive purposes. <laughs> anyway it's all good in the hood homie it's cold again but it's supposed to warm up so right on I'm going to Shasta in like 8 days 9 days Do you want to mention that again on the intro or we could there's like uh, one or two spots left of non-camping there's plenty of camping if you want to camp there's tons of room but head over to contact at the cabin.com Click on the little airplane icon that's magic on the mountain and sign up. No, we're heading down, flying down on the 9th, hanging out with some cool people down there. Greg Carwood, Owen Hunt, Brandon Powell, Joe Roop, and some others. And uh, we're going to have a time. Go to Mount Shasta, learn some magic stuff. The whole itinerary is there on the site. Go check it out. And come join us. It's like pretty last minute, but if you're in California or if you have some Inner miles saved up or some shit. Come join us. Shoot me an email. Let me know. It's going to be a time. We have the Utah 420 event course coming up as well. ton of great trips coming up. I'm looking forward to uh, a short plane ride. It's going to seem so quick to get to California after the last couple of slogs. And I'll be what honest, is it, like I have a new like or? appreciation for the uh, planes in the West. After a couple of them European motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, I could not believe the lack of leg room on the, on the one airline. I was just like, this, am I dreaming? <laughs> like, my knees are jammed in here. How would, and you see people walk by, there's 300 pounds. Like, how do they even do it? How are they getting into the seat? Even? Anyway, I digress. What do you got for us? I've been saving something up, and I, I guess it's just as good a time now than ever to uh, talk about it. But a shout out to Kate and uh, from our chats who who put this in there. It was a while ago, and a shout out to uh, Rising from the Ashes podcast who talked about our audiobooks actually on this episode, and they had the author of this paper on. Um, <clears throat> so it is. Uh, it's not really a project operation, but it's. Um, it's talking about the alchemical world of Oz. Did you know about uh, Frank Baum's classic fairy tale, The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, and how um, he was quite the alchemist? And there's really some interesting stuff about about his his uh, his teachings and uh, or his education and his writings and stuff. I don't even know who Frank Baum is. So. He's the guy that, that I guess, that wrote that wonderful world of Oz, wonderful Wizard of Oz, right? That's just the Wizard of Oz? Um, the same one we were pausing? The, yeah, yeah, exactly. We found an alchemical, we found a symbol in that. I mean, this is interesting, right? I wonder if this is kind of an answer to that. So it says... Um, it was written in 1900 and may be one of the most beloved children's stories of the modern era. It may also, in fact, be an allegory of the mystic's journey. 
using classical or classic alchemical symbols and operations as Dorothy sojourns along the golden path toward reintegration and the discovery of the Philosopher's Stone. The Emerald City at the center of Oz, for example, is a likely allusion to the Emerald Tablets of Hermes, Trismegistus. But either by extreme coincidence or hidden intent, Oz closely parallels the seven operations of Azoth alchemy, which Baum would have been familiar with as a theosophist and student of occultism, Madame Blavatsky, or occultist Madame Blavatsky. So I guess he was into that theosophy. So this paper offers both the student of alchemy and the general Oz enthusiast an entirely new way to read The Wonderful Wizard of Oz. Interesting, eh? Oz enthusiast? Is that a thing? So mod- <laughs> a, modern, a modern myth, he says, uh, like some of the most popular stories, even among adults, are those with adolescent heroes who must learn their place in the world, like Harry Potter, The Hunger Games, Star Wars, and the entire Disney canon are but a few examples of how much the hero's journey resonates with audiences of all ages. One could argue that as older religious myths lose their cultural foothold, they are being replaced with modern myths, sometimes in the form of young adult fiction. He understood this when he wrote of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, creating a new guidebook for a young country in 1900 on the precipice of modernization. As he states in his prologue to Oz, the fairy tales of Grimm and Anderson are historical, and the time has come for a series of newer wonder tales. Would that be just like a new spin on them all? Well, yeah, I think so. But I mean, this is what I was talking about. Um, where was I talking about this? With it was on one of our shows, I think. Where I uh, who was it with? Um, anyways, it's about how important the hero's journey. How how oh, it was probably with Gary from Nerd Nerdrotic. Like I think it's based on. It's not only based on like mythologies, but the initiations and the, in the secret mystery schools were based on it. The seasons it's a, it's got celestial significance. Like that's why those true hero journey stories are so powerful to us. You know, that's right. That was on so America outlawed then, which is not this yeah. show. If you guys haven't yeah. checked out outlawed yet. What the that was fuck? an amazing chat with Gary from Nerdrotic. I mean, we got we get into the t- the whole Hollywood thing and the downfall and the sim the the uh, the wokeness and everything. So I'm going to read another paragraph here quickly. It says there's a strong tendency in modern novelists towards introducing some vein of mysticism or occultism in their writings. Books of this character character are eagerly bought and read by the people, both in Europe and America. It shows the innate longing in our natures to unravel the mysterious to seek some explanation, however fictitious, of the unexplainable in nature and in our daily existence. For as we advance in education, our desire for knowledge increases, and we are less satisfied to remain in ignorance of that mysterious fountainhead from which emanates all that is sublime and grand and incomprehensible in nature. So I'm going to leave a lot of it here, but it's a really interesting paper. Um, they say that the Oz is filled with all kinds of theosophical teachings. The um, Wizard of Oz is? Yeah. Was yeah. the Wicked Witch? Talks about the, the alchemical. He goes into like all the, the seven alchemical operations 
and what Kansas represents, the prima materia in the merry land of old land of Oz. What um, does Kansas re represent? Prima materia. What's that? Like the 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 initial material, like prime material, the material. Like uh... here, I'll read it here. I'm just gotta go back there. So before beginning the magnum opus, the alchemist starts with prima materia or first matter that ubiquitous but subtle substance that will be transformed into the Philosopher's Stone and life elixir. Dorothy's journey begins on a colorless, drab Kansas farm. And to drive the point home, Baum uses the word gray ten times in the opening pages of his magnum opus. She stood in the doorway and looked around. She could see nothing but the great gray prairie on every side. So, yeah, interesting. I guess I never, you know, I've... it's. You, I get it, dude. I get it. Like I, when I first heard about all this, the hero's journey stuff, I was like, I just can't wrap my head around it. Why it's so important. But the more I learn about it and learn about these initiations that they're doing and the resurrection and the rebirth and, and all this and the celestial significance, it's no wonder why you would mimic these, these things, right? You would mimic the seasons in your initiations and in your mythology. I wonder why it has such a power for us. So I'm starting to wrap my head around it finally. Dave Matheson would love it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, check out our support page. I mean, the podcast we're talking about, Gary, that's over at GrimericaOutlaw.ca. We've had some fabulous chats over there. We got a hold of Randall Carlson before Joe. Did that show come out on Joe Rogan yet? No, it's not out yet. There's people squirming for it. They're like, what's going on? But I, I think they have to position themselves a little bit. I've been communicating a little bit back and forth. I don't want to say much, but I think they have to position themselves properly for maybe some kind of protection in, in at for when this comes out, you know, or not protection, but at least, I don't know. I, I think it needs to go through a, a little bit of an approval process. That's my own sort of feeling. The on conspiracy it. boners must be rock hard right now. Oh, to totally. Totally. So what we're talking about is, is we had a Randall and Bradley on Grand America outlawed. And I put a little YouTube snippet out actually with Randall was talking about um, the, the water, the genesis of Malcolm Bendall's breakthrough technology that used a lot of what Randall's work on sacred geometry was based on and ancient um, Vedic uh, wisdom. And it's a fascinating story. It's only like about an 18 minute video, but that's a snippet from Outlawed where Randall talks about it. And he went on Rogan, but it's not released yet. But he's going to talk about how, how they're using this technology maybe to power cars. Not fully, but perpetually once you get the thing started. I'm checking to see if it's out yet. No, I no, it's not. No. I don't think. I mean, it, it, I would really surprise me if it is. I think it's going to be. There's a bunch of things in the works right now, and it's. Uh, Looks like Jordan I, Peterson I, was still the last yeah, episode. He's I coming really, to town again. I really hope Joe. I hope it doesn't get edited, and I hope Randall gets a chance because it is an amazing Genesis story about. Imagine free energy coming from ancient wisdom, like directly, and and Randall being involved in bringing that to the world. You know, it's an it amazing story. Yeah. Anyway, point of the story is GrimericaOutlaw.ca. Check that out if you want to check out some other fantastic podcasts. While you're over there, head over to GrimericaOutlaw.ca slash support because this show 
need your support like a motherfucker. We need you guys to sign up for a monthly or make a one-time donation or add, send some value back our way. Whatever you think, let us know. Or send us an email and tell us, tell us why you think we're shit and why you don't think we're worth fuck all. But you still decide to listen. So if you are listening, you're getting some value. Maybe your drive to work's a little better. Maybe you're laughing. Maybe this, maybe that. EdwardGramAmerica.ca slash support. Sign up today for a monthly. Make a one-time donation. A buck a month. That's all we ask. Five's better. Ten's even cooler. But you sign up. You decide. We'd love you for it. And it would help the show keep going, keep growing. And it would uh, let us know that we're not taken for granted out here. In the podcast realm, we know you guys have a lot of options. And we appreciate us. you choosing us. Now we just want some cash so that we can pay our bills. And uh, we don't have to... Watch Graham go homeless because he took a vow of poverty. So don't I want to go back to my day job. I got, you know, I, I was going to say to you, um, when you're talking about being in a dream and not caring anymore, is, is time going by faster for you right now? Faster than what? I mean, I have a kid, so the normal time go- starts going by pretty quick once you have kids. Oh yeah, I mean it's flying, but I'm I don't have kids and I'm working from home, and at the time is flying like unbelievably fast right now. I can't I can't even. I could see that it. for you because every day starts to be sort of the same. Yeah, I guess maybe because I mean obviously it's a good thing because it doesn't feel like I'm working like it doesn't feel like a job like a traditional job so well they say time flies when you're having fun I enjoy my job you know I really don't hate it especially now that I'm home office based it's just I'm living the fucking dream um so I don't know winter time always seems to be going by fast retroactively but when I was like waiting for Egypt to come up it was kind of slow the last week of Egypt was slow and I was homesick. Um, I don't know. Time seems to be in, seemed to be in fast mode when Shasta wasn't selling. But then when it started selling, it all sorts of slows down. I mean, it does it seem crazy that Shasta is like, what, nine days away? You know. But uh, it's going to be a great little trip. I'm excited to travel again. And I mean, and just I can leave on Thursday and be home on Monday. And uh, it'll be a good test to see how the airlines are doing. I think, I, I mean, we're still doing fucking vaccine passports to get in, so. There's that. I need to commit fraud to enter the USA. So, something to think about. Anyway, what do you got for us? Anything else? Uh, I got a quote if you want it. All right, I'm not going to play the jingle because I'm in Spotify now. Okay. It is not the end of the physical body that should worry us. Rather, our concern must be to live while we're alive, to release our inner selves from the spiritual death that comes with living behind a facade designed to conform to external definitions of who and what we are. Mark Twain. Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. Oh. Man, I was feeling good about that. Oh, I wanted to mention about... So the Mark Twain thing came up because I was just Elizabeth on the... Elizabeth Kilbasa? Kubler-Ross. I was just Kubler on the Ross. Union of the Unwanted and Mark Twain. People were typing in Mark Twain quotes just like an hour ago. Right now? On Union? How was it? Uh, it was great. And and the other synchronicity that I had that I forgot to tell you about was I just finished reading a book for Outlawed Tomorrow. Um, it's called... Um, 
the occult um what is it called the occult roots of feminism and uh i swear there's a paragraph that i just read this paper some of this paper here for the show tonight this wizard of oz one i swear i read the same paragraph that was quoted in the book about theosophy really did you yeah. uh see my new chickens no i didn't see your new chickens i think you'd appreciate it it got crazy hairdos. So, uh, oh, I did see that. I did see that. I didn't know that was your chickens. You seen the ones of them in the coop? Yeah. That one there? Yeah, uh, no, not that one. Look at the hair on them fucking <laughs> thing. It's so uh, cool. They're Polish hens. Polish? Polish. Oh, wow. Anyway, they're pretty cool. Is the chicken a hen then or no? Yes. What? Really? Well, or a hen is maybe a chicken. a chicken is a species and a hen is a female. Oh, I see. Okay. Huh. I had to take the roosters with them. So I had to kill them. How'd that go? Well, that shit they say about when you chop a chicken's head off is true. It goes for a rooster. Oh, too. oh yeah. Yeah, that thing, my fucking garage looks like I murdered somebody in it because this thing fucking just like took off off the table and like, well, all the while, well, I mean, you know, graphic alert, but it was like spurting blood out of where its head used to be while it was flopping around my garage. And I was holding its feet and it was flopping so violently. That you let it go? That I couldn't, I couldn't hold on to it. And then it was like, I came in, I had blood like sprayed across my face and bunch went in my mouth. So that was the second one. The first one fucking got away from me and I was chasing it around my garage for a little while. So headless? it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, the chickens are a lot more chill. This is what headless, I was thinking. it got away from you. No, 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 no. This oh, was still oh, what I was oh. trying to get out of the box. Oh. Because the chickens, you know, you can just go grab them. They're very docile. You could just literally, my chickens, I could go lay their head on the block and chop it off. I haven't done that to my chickens. I let my chickens sort of live it out into retirement because my kids got attached to them. But, so I, my thought process was the roosters would be just very similar. This little rooster is going to be chill. But those motherfuckers were fucking uppity, like right away. Did you Open the box, out of the box, <laughs> flying around, yelling at me. <laughs> so I ended up fucking, the first one, I ended up just clocking it with a piece of conduit, and that fucking, because I couldn't get it. I kept trying to get it. It flies over to here, because it can't really fly, but they kind of can fly. Oh, my God. So it was a whole battle in the garage. Well, it was a short battle, maybe like, you know, a minute or two of... It would have been funny to see for sure. I ultimately got the did upper you, hand. Did you eat them then? Well, I froze them right now because uh, I had stuff out for tonight and it was just Sean and I last night. So chicken's too much. And, but we'll eat it next week. Here's the thing I just got new chickens. So it's best if we just don't eat a full chicken for a couple weeks with the kids. So they kind of. They're highly suspecting that we're going to eat some chickens and replace them right now, so they're kind of watching me. <laughs> I 
I don't know how they could catch on, but if they look in the garage, they're going to be like, what the fuck happened in here? So whatever. It's life, man. It's life. I would have rather kept the roosters there and just not taken them. And like you said, you were just like, well, just release them into the wild. But then they're just going to like <laughs> slowly freeze to death or starve to death or, you know, get eaten by coyotes or something. So, but uh, at least they have a chance at their freedom. <laughs> ultimately, uh, the, the second one, you know, I'm assuming it was dead after its head was cut off and all that other shit was just like, I don't know what the fuck. But, the first one, I mean, it went down knowing it was in a battle for its life. That's a good way to go, isn't it? Yeah, it'll be in Valhalla. <laughs> ah, da, 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 da. All right, what else you got, motherfucker? Uh, I got a bio for Trevor. Let's have it. Um, so he originally studied cellular and molecular biology at Cal State, and then um, he uh, switched careers and became a physical therapist. And then after earning his doctorate in physical therapy, he worked his way into the healthcare administration. And he was managing like 20 healthcare agencies across the Western states. And then as he was discouraged by that system, he began considering a career change. And after having kids, and he became increasing aware of his mortality. And as, as time sped up, no, I'm just kidding about that part. Um, as a 25-year type 1 diabetic with poor control, he became hyper-focused on his health and took control of his blood glucose levels. This further motivated a career change, and he returned to Loma Linda University for his PhD. His work now focuses on the effect of high-intensity interval training on whole genome expression and aging processes. His recent study identified significant changes to mRNA deg degradation pathways cancer pathways and autophagy pathways following just 12 sessions of high intensity interval training. The same study identified a 3.59 year biological age reversal in exercise group participants. Now he writes on the topic of aging theory and longevity interventions. He also develops novel biological age prediction algorithms and is a U.S. biomedical patent holder on this topic. He's got something coming up. Um, that that you can buy, I guess, a kit or something to tell your biological age. So. Good on you, We're Trevor. We're find out Graham's biological age. Yeah. It's going to be a hoot. We'll find out who's biologically older. I'll give you Let's a buffer of 11 years. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, enjoy the chat. Trevor Bowman. Trevor Lohman, thanks for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, this will be a, a blast. In, In relation to Matt? 
Is there a Matt Lohman? I don't know. Isn't no, no, Low Meyer. Low Meyer, Matt Low Meyer. Right, that's Maybe. right. Yeah. There, there's quite a few of us. It's not as rare of a last name as I thought it was <laughs> at one point. But um, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm a huge fan of your guys' show. I've been listening for uh, five years, I think. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, that's great, man. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's you're getting saying better that, or worse or the yeah. same or. Same, which is a compliment because I liked it. I remember my wife was going on a trip to Vegas for work. And so we had a six month old. So I I went with her and uh, couldn't really leave the room, obviously with the baby. So just, I just hung out in the room and I'm like, okay, I need to start finding some new podcasts, you know? And I think I heard you guys on no agenda. And the very first episode was the coffee enema that I listened to. That'll that'll get you hooked right away. Exactly. Graham's, Graham used to be a character. He's really calmed down since he doesn't leave the house anymore. We got to get him like out of the house doing stuff again. Remember, he used to like try and burn down hot yoga studios. Oh, yeah, yeah. And- yeah. <laughs> I had quite the adventure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I just like being at home now. That's it. <laughs> That's too, my new life. It. Yeah. So do, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned our Dr. Antoon episode. Um, yeah. I didn't know that would be somewhat controversial. I guess I didn't. I mean, I guess it wasn't controversial, but somebody gave us some feedback. That was what like, was no, what no. was the controversy? You just said it was well, kind it of was just a, yeah, commercial. But I mean, to me, I think it's it's a it's a it's the type of thing that I think people need to know about. You know, um, yeah. I'm, go ahead. I, I wanted to know if you thought that um, what you thought about what he was saying about uh, basically plant based versus meat based and stuff like that. Because you're looking yeah. into this longevity stuff, right? So is he on the nose with that, or are these carnivore guys got a point too? Well, I mean, so nutrition research is, is terrible. It's uh, you can make any point you want to make. So if you're trying to make a point about veganism or carnivore or keto, or you can make the point, uh, a lot of it's, a lot of it's epidemiological, which I, I'm sure you guys are familiar with. You're basically just looking at. <laughs> Does that mean stuff. like, if, uh, is that like racism? What's that? <laughs> is that like racism? epidemiological yeah no no it just well maybe i don't know everything is i guess now so uh, well, does no, that I, mean like different ethnicities should be eating different foods oh no 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 it no, just no. means it just means so you're not you're not designing an experiment and testing a hypothesis you're just looking at data that already exists and you're saying okay let's send a survey to a million people ask them what they eat and then ask them if they have heart disease and when they got it and then okay now we'll make some correlation and say you know, you're 20% more likely to get heart disease if you're eating meat, but you're not controlling for any confounders. You're not controlling for, you know, are they eating meat on a cheeseburger? Are they eating elk? Like, you know, like Darren, are they, what are they actually eating? And then there's also, you know, healthy user bias. If you're vegan, most likely you care about your health, you know? So you're doing all these other things like exercising, getting outside, eating whole, I mean, whole plant foods are healthy, you know? So now his point isn't um it, it's actually not that controversial in the aging community there's this pathway called uh, the mTOR signaling pathway and pretty much every intervention that scientists think will extend lifespan affects that pathway that's sort of the focus of everything i mean that that's what we saw in my exercise trial we just did we saw mTOR1 inhibition which is what you want in an intervention that extends lifespan Caloric restriction inhibits mTORC1. Um, fasting inhibits mTORC1. mTORC1 is a, it's a, or mTOR, sorry, is a nutrient sensing pathway. 
and the nutrient it senses is protein. So when protein is around, it promotes growth. And, you know, kind of counterintuitively, growth and aging are kind of, they antagonize one another. So the more growth there's going on in a body, the, the more rapidly it's aging. The thing is, though, I mean, uh, high protein diets are great for body composition. So it's kind of like, what do you want to die of? <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, high protein diets are going to improve most likely your body fat percentage or your BMI, your visceral fat. They, they tend to, I mean, there, you can find evidence pointing to both things. So, um, so, you know, he's not wrong. Uh, the thing about mTOR signaling is it's a protein pathway. It's not an animal protein pathway. So, um, you know, technically it's triggered by any protein consumption. Um, so I don't know. I, I not the carnivore diet kind of makes me nervous. I'm not a nutrition expert. I mean, my, I'm an expert in aging pathways. So the only thing I can really speak to is mTOR. Um, protein does agonize mTOR. And, you know, the other signaling pathway that affects aging is insulin signaling. So that's carbohydrates. So it depends what you're replacing the animal protein with. If you're replacing it with carbohydrates, it, you know, his, his diet or not diet, but his product, it's, um, it's not, it's not really a fasting product. Uh, you know, it's it, the fasting mimicking diet idea. It's good. It's good marketing because people are into fasting right now. And that's not, that's not an insult. I mean, it, it is good marketing. What it is, is a very low calorie ketogenic diet. It's five days of low calorie, no protein, no sugar. It's polyunsaturated fat for five days. And that is absolutely going to be uh, healthy, I think. You're completely cutting out the mTOR pathway. You're completely cutting out sirtuins. Um, you're completely cutting out insulin signaling. So I'm all for it. I actually want to buy it and try it. Uh, yeah, so. we're, we're thinking about that too, actually. So, but do you think, does it still make your body think you're fasting? No? It does. It makes those, you know, it, it depends what the beneficial effects of fasting are. If the beneficial effects of fasting are those two pathways, then absolutely. Um, you know, there, there's my, microbiology is so complex. I mean, these pathways are so interconnected. They're so crazy. But I think, hey, for five days, if you can inhibit mTOR signaling and insulin signaling and you don't have any adverse effects of that, I mean, like I said, I'm going to try. I, I'm I'm type one diabetic. So you know, that's fasting is kind of tough for me. I've been, you, you can do it, but if you do get low blood sugar, obviously you have to break it. You have to eat something, but, um, so yeah, I want to give it a shot. You guys are thinking about doing it. Yeah. 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 I'm going to do it for sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm still on the fence. I might see just what happens to Graham. I mean, I might just <laughs> see what his happen, is. Man. Maybe I'll just see what without... comes in his thing and maybe I'll just copy it. Yeah, I think but I mean, I, I mean, I might have it figured out just from what you just said there, just the, the polyunsaturated fats. I mean, yeah, I could it, just it, Google that and just eat that shit, right? Sure. sure. I mean, it, it's five days of keto and caloric restriction, basically. And caloric restriction is probably the best intervention for lifespan extension. It's debatable whether that should be fasting or just eating 500 fewer calories a day. How um, many, how many, so I'm pretty good here because I don't do a lot of calories. Uh, how many calories are in coffee though i do a just lot of coffee. coffee not black just, no i do yeah. coffee and uh four cream and four sugar no i'm yeah, just the, kidding the, the i just I, I do i do coffee and three cream i thought you were off the sugar i am are off the sugar are you drinking it or are you the, taking it the way graham I'm takes off, it i'm off the sugar i'm just kidding i just do coffee and uh three bone? cream no. every once in a while i'll put a little doppel of maple syrup in there just for shits and gigs 
but it's mostly just uh, coffee and cream. Yeah, I don't know. I actually, I one of the chapters in the book I'm writing is about hydration. And so really, you know, there's lots of good stuff in coffee. Uh, people criticize the caffeine. Um, That's because the best be, part, in my right, opinion. Right. No, I'm, I'm off. I'm almost down to no coffee, and I'm going to go yeah, no but You don't leave your house, so it's just a terrible kiss. So the grab's not drinking coffee at all, but he just never leaves the house. So it's just like. <laughs> what does that have to do with it? I'm just saying. Well, like, get we out had, there, do some stuff, and like be cruising I, around with your nice coffee, and you're drinking your coffee. Maybe you're smoking yeah. a little weed. You're listening to some tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you Did sing you hear- now? Uh, well, never mind about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say I say go for drinking coffee. I used to roast coffee. I'm a fan. So, Did you, Ooh, how do you, you do that? How do you do that? Can I make my own coffee? Like grow my own beans and roast them? Can't grow your own beans up there. Maybe. What San if Diego? I got like a grow light? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I might but I love what J- Jahan Sitar said. I don't know if you heard that episode on our Grimerica Outlawed show, but he's he's done a lot of good research. I think he's gone pretty deep into the research of caffeine and how it how it limits your your neural pathways or something or your, or the yeah. activity in your brain. Like it kind of just keeps you going tunnel vision with 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 a bit of energy, but it doesn't really allow you to take in some sort of big picture analysis. I I can't really explain his. Thing, but I I felt like he he done all the research, so I wanted I to get give him it, a chance. But that's for like I, other people, because I mean, I, I would go with what he says over me. I I don't know as much about it for sure. Yeah, sorry, Darren. If I had like a problem with those things, then I would like consider that maybe coffee's a thing. But I feel like you know, I don't I don't, I don't feel like you don't have a problem with those things either. You know what I mean? What I mean, are the, maybe you could do? It, maybe you could be better at it. But I mean, I smoke a lot of weed too. Is weed and no, coffee? It's, it's like my bing, 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 yeah, back and forth. Bing, 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 bing. That's so. a good point. But I don't want to get into what we have problems with and stuff like that. I, you know. But bing, bing, I, bing. I, I do agree with you that it's not like fixing a huge problem. But I just want. I'm interested in in feeling the cognitive difference if possible. That's all. I just like to get you out of the house, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I think it's the number one problem. Dude, I finally love being at home. I mean, you I, guys love, don't, I just love being at home. I gave up on the gym finally. I got a Bowflex. Isn't it just Timmy? What's the place called? Star, Starbucks and Tim Hortons, yeah. Tim Hortons, yeah. McDonald's, dude. I'm telling you. McDonald's has the That's where I get my coffee it has now. good coffee. Yeah. I get my coffee at McDonald's whenever I, well, not like whenever I can. I prefer to make it at home. But if I'm getting a, a coffee out, we got McDonald's, Tim Hortons, Starbucks. That's really about it. Starbucks is dropping fast, so it's dropping. Their fucking locations are cro- closing like crazy. It's great. That's right. Need some good coffee in your life. I, I'm with uh-huh. you, Graham. Just make it at home, but then leave the house, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. So is that thing you're talking There's about? There's definitely health that? benefits to leaving the house. Yeah. Absolutely. There's also yeah. health benefits about being content to just staying home and not having to that. <laughs> I feel like I struck a nerve with you guys here. Yeah, that's that's good. We have we got to do this every once in a while with someone with someone that's a fan of the show. And we're kind of comfortable with just airing our dirty laundry out in front of you know. Yeah, so. I normally I normally don't hear you very much in the interviews, Darren. Well, yeah, no, I you know I'm producing. <laughs> it depends. Too much coffee, it depends. It? It's too much coffee. And too much weed. It depends what they're interviewing about because like Graham's reading the books and he's doing all that and I'm coming off the street and sometimes I can like, uh, I get real into it. And other times I'm just like, what the fuck are they talking about? (laughs) 
so you know i uh but if i i can also notice if graham's having a bad day and i can step in and fill the roles for him but a lot of times you know what what you guys should do i'm here to crack jokes what you guys should do when you're if you're having a a, a debate about a particular thing like coffee you can it because you guys are both pretty interested in longevity interventions generally right yeah yeah you can you can have your biological age measured pretty pretty cheaply now i'm kind of scared now how do we do that i mean i'd be a lot more interested in that kind of stuff if i was graham i'll be honest i mean i'm just <laughs> less worried about it because i'm in good shape there i mean there's um that i that that's what i did in my research was we measured the biological age of people before and after exercise, but there's like commercial kits available. I'm pretty sure there's probably a lot of scammy ones. So just be careful, but Ooh, um, what's a good one. Maybe we'll do, this would be a good thing for the show to see how old we are biologically. Watch grandma be like 25 and I'll be like 60. <laughs> maybe I, so I made one, but it's not available yet. So I, I'm not shamelessly going to plug it. Uh, there's one, there's a DNA methylation predictor, which is considered kind of the best. Uh, it's kind of expensive though. Uh, but it's by Elysium Health. They make a lot of supplements and stuff. It's called Index, I think. And so they they license a patent from from Yale. Uh, Yale does a bunch of biological age stuff. So, uh, and it's it's pretty accurate. So you basically, I mean, age is the strongest predictor of almost every negative health outcome. So time to death, time to cancer, time to heart disease, time to all, everything. If you're going to have one piece of information about somebody. That's the most chronological information. Age. Yeah, they're just their chronological age. But even still, I mean, you guys probably know two 65-year-olds who are, have completely different health. You know, one might be in the hospital with heart disease and one's training for a marathon. So biological age clocks are kind of this idea that you can measure that. And then if they're good enough, you can measure the effects of something. You know, you could do it before, you do it today, and then go on the five-day, you know, prolon fast and then do it again. And, and so um kind of a it's becoming popular in the biohacking, you know, circles. The idea is that people live too long to use to to study aging interventions in, because if you want to see if fasting makes people live longer, you're going to have to wait 40 years. And so grants are on timelines. You got to publish in a year, you know. So the idea was to come up with some sort of way to measure that. Um, and so that's that's one way to do what it. What are what are some of the new I mean you, you sent me some information about the some of the modern aging theories um like there's that x differentiation and it seems like they're realizing that the cells are not only um what what did you mention the cells are there's information it has a weird uh a weird role in there somehow. Yeah, Cellular there's information. There I mean there's there's a lot going on. No no one, everyone has a lot of really good ideas and, you know, it's, it starts to be that they all kind of sound like they make sense. So, um, the, the old idea, like back in the 1900s, even before then was that we had some sort of metabolic limit. So there was a certain amount of energy we could expend. And then after that we died, you know? And so that's of course not correct. You know, marathon runners would all be gone in their teens, you know? So some of the there's a lot of modern ideas about why we get old and why we age. There's a glycation hypothesis. There's a mitochondrial theory. There's telomere shortening. Really, um, more and more, it's looking like aging is pre-programmed. There's no physical limit. There's no reason why 
we have to die at, at eight. I mean, there is because we do, but there's no, we don't run out of anything. It's not, there's not a telomere cap that is eliminated and then we die. Um, and so there are, there are creatures that live forever. I mean, there's, there are these flatworms called planaria and they live forever. You can cut them in half and now they both have the same memories um, and they live forever. You can cut them in a hundred pieces. I think someone, there's a record, uh, there's a really good interview. If people are interested in this stuff, there's this guy named Michael Levin and he's, he studies this stuff. He was on Lex Friedman recently. Um, you can cut this thing in 200 pieces and they all have the same memory. So there's no limit. It's pre-programmed. And one of the best, that one of the theories I like the most is by this guy named David Sinclair. Yeah, that's that's what I was trying to summarize. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's X differentiation. And he gets some criticism because he's gotten some stuff wrong. Like he was a big proponent of resveratrol. Um, like he went on Rogan and talked about that. And, and, you know, I don't know. He's a big proponent of metformin, which does seem to, to work as a pharmaceutical that does seem to extend lifespan. But basically what, what he believes, um, human DNA is wrapped around these things called histone proteins. And there's eight of them in every eight every set of eight histones has two strands of DNA wrapped around them. And there's millions of these and our DNA is so long. It needs to be organized in the cell. And so histones are kind of like these organ organizing tools that store DNA. And when you need to express a protein, it, the, the DNA unwinds in the particular area where it needs to be translated. And so as we age, that process starts to break down and, and he, you know, he refers to it as DNA unspooling your DNA starts to unspool and your cells start to lose their identity. So liver cells start to look a lot like heart cells and heart cells start to look a lot like fat cells. And it, basically everything just starts losing its pre-specified purpose within the organism. And so there's a lot of attention on histone acetylation, drugs that prevent histone acetylation. And so that, I think that's the theory of aging. That That's the current best theory of why we age. Uh, and there's, potentially evolutionary reasons for that. If you believe in that. Um, and, uh, anyway, so I'll, I'll let you ask another question, but that, that's believe, what I, do you believe in that? You know what? Um, I, I, man, we're, we're going to get off the deep end here, but I have for most of my life. I mean, there's too much evidence for adaptation. I mean, creatures adapt to their environment and they pass those adaptations onto their offspring and we can prove that in all sorts of animal models. And I'm not an expert in, in like that. Trait more than traits? What's that? More than traits, like just full adaptation. Like, does that mean you're cha- you're almost changing species then too? Or I don't know that there's great evidence of that anyway. Yeah. I guess that's kind of where I'm going. I mean, there yeah, people yeah. talk about people talk about that there is evidence of of a particular moth that that they can show has switched species. I, I don't know. Yeah, like yeah, I said, yeah. I'm not an expert in it, but there are, there are a lot of issues with evolution and, and there are certain categories of science where people start to philosophize a lot. Archaeology is one of them. You know, I know you guys are into that stuff and uh, evolution is another one. And you start, they start to use words like sprung forth and, you know, appeared and uh, you know, they just start to, they don't know, you know, they don't really know how these there's a term called an irreducibly complex system. And people who know about this guy, they might already be rolling their eyes, not on your show, but uh, there, there is a religious microbiologist who kind of makes a case for 
Um, he, he goes all the way to intelligent design. I'm not necessarily going that far maybe, but, uh, there are some things that we just really can't explain about evolution. I'll go that far. I mean, well, here's the thing. I mean, everything else seems to be intelligent design. So I would say it's an adaptation is an interesting way to look at it because maybe it is adaptation instead of evolution, but I don't see, I don't see what the difference is, I guess, between adaptation and evolution, but every fucking thing else is intelligent design. It sure seems like, or it's some weird electric model with rules that are so fucking good at mimicking intelligent design that we don't understand it's crazy. But even that itself would sort of imply intelligent design in my opinion. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so think of, and this is an example that, that, you know, people like Dawkins can, I guess, disprove, but, but the thing is, it's not a very complex example. So like the eye and I, People talk about, well, how could you evolve an eye? Because the whole the whole premise of natural selection is that each new adaptation has to be useful. And it has to be so useful that it gets spread to everyone else. Like that person who has that adaptation has more offspring than any of the other individuals in that population. So you can't just evolve a lens for an eye because you need everything. You need the retina, you need the lens, you need the cornea, you need the iris. And and that's the easy part. You need the neurochemical layers below it. You need the crazily <laughs> complex, uh, you know, signaling molecules, and you need the so so that's he calls that an irreducibly complex system. It's like okay, it's one thing. Not only do you have to evolve all the parts for the iPhone, but you have to evolve them at the same time in the same population, and make them all work together for that to be useful. So I I think there's natural selection. Yes. I mean, they're absolutely like you, it, yes. As a serious person doing, you know, science and looking at the way biology works. Yeah. Natural selection. But, um, I think there are some problems with evolution, uh, as, as the origin of, of humans and animals. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what would some of those be then? Well, one one is that uh, this is not my area. So no, no, no. That's okay. Let's, we but, can speculate about it because, um, I mean, I was going to make a comment about the eye thing because, I mean, if you watch that show by Caroline Corey and you see people being trained all over the world to to be able to see without their eyes, I mean, yeah, th- there's a spiritual implication on this too, right? That there's stuff that we can do, like being superhuman, that they these these scientists will never accept, right? But there's kids walking, playing sports, and doing things without their eyes eyesight they've learned how to do this even adults have too but it's harder for them yeah and so, that's interesting you know, because it's so, a type of adaptation that doesn't have anything to do with natural selection it's just yeah. Right. yeah and but maybe we 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 got eyes because we didn't want to you know it's easier right i mean it's like i I, I would say irreducibly complex systems is the biggest issue that's completely unaddressed uh i mean things like uh things like our ability to form a clot in response to an injury artery. I mean, the layers of complexity uh, in terms of adaptations that would have had to have happened simultaneously is pretty wild. You know, maybe I just don't understand it, uh, you know, but reading, reading this stuff, it, it does kind of boggle the mind. Um, so that, that is a major issue. Uh, also just origin, origin of life is a major issue. I mean, we're really just guessing when we talk about replicators which is a, like an early form of RNA that was, you know, just somehow came together and happened to fit 
with these other interlocking molecules. And, you know, they, what they do is they turn to, um, they turn to infinite time as a solution to all problems in evolution. You say, well, that sounds ridiculous. How would that ever happen? And they just say, well, billions of years, you know, hundreds of billions of years with enough time, everything is possible. And maybe, maybe, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying that's impossible at all, but it is, it's a, it's definitely a theory. Uh, and I'm saying this as someone who everyone I work with, I would not ever have this conversation with. Yeah, yeah, I know. Because uh, yeah. the, the question, and of course, this is my real name going out here. So I am, on, I am job hunting. So hopefully, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it, it, it is very much, especially when it comes to origin of life. Um, if you want to get to speciation, maybe with enough time, you know, a certainly adaptation and natural selection. Yeah. So, so what about that big gap, the Cambrian, is Cambrian the explosion? Cambrian? Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I, I'm not an expert. I agree that that is a problem, you know, because it kind of gets rid of the infinite time argument because yeah. the, the, cause you're saying, well, Hey, you have everything got reset time. then, didn't it? Okay. But then, but then I'll, you're also saying, well, it all happened right here in this little narrow time. So yeah, I, it's a, it's an issue there. There are, you can find articles from smart people who feel like they can explain it, but I, I read it and I'm like, yeah, may, maybe, I, I don't know. It seems, um, you know, we think about all the things we thought we knew about certain things and then it turns out we were yeah, wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, no, nobody knows. We're all just kind of guessing. Isn't uh, there still missing links for how us as Homo sapiens got here? I mean, oh yeah, oh like course. like from a from a, a monkey or however they say. Like we, I just yeah. I don't know. I just and every every once in a while, you know, they people say we found it, and then that's not it. There's even been fakes. There, there's this good book called The Seven Daughters of Eve. Um, don't ask me too much about this because it's not again not my area. But this guy says that you can trace all um, people on Earth back to seven women. So it's the seven daughters of Eve. Oh my God. And they use mitochondrial DNA to do that because mitochondrial DNA is, is pure. It comes from your mother only. So it's not half father, half mother. Mitochondria are amazing too. We can talk about them. Uh, and actually mitochondria are the, are the biggest, most amazing thing that, that happened during evolution, the, the evolution of the eukaryotic cell. But wow. anyway, so, so they say you can trace it back to these seven women, but then, you know what, who was before that? And, uh, and so they, they found this all started because they found a frozen 5,000 year old man in the Alps in the, in the Italian Alps. And so they were able to look at his DNA and I guess somehow figure out, figure that out. But I bring that up because people have faked missing links before. Uh, and that's something they talk about in the book. You know, the people will put a chimpanzee jaw on a human skeleton and bury it and then find yeah. it. Oh my God. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and now, but haven't they found nine homos now? Like there's nine, nine different ones of the Denisovans right. and the yeah. homo yeah. sapiens. And I don't think you're supposed to use that. I was like, are they gay? I, again, really like so out of my area, but yes, uh, that, that's my understanding. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, mean, the, I they basically oh. found the giant. It's almost like they found the small giants and the hobbits and the different humans. And I mean, you know, we're getting closer to Tolkien as we go along here. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so uh, I lost my. Oh, so mitochondria. I mean, um, you guys have probably heard this, but 
the idea is that, and this was really controversial up into like a few decades ago, that they were bacteria. And so they somehow these bacteria got into our cells and figured out how to survive within our cell by producing ATP. And so when you look wow. at mitochondria, they have a completely different genome than our nuclear genome. It's, it's a different organism that lives inside of our cell. It, it, it does its own division. It does its own protein transcription. It does it. It, it is a truly its own organism. Uh, and, and that is kind of the miracle of evolution that's pointed to as kind of like, that's what has to happen for life to emerge, intelligent life to emerge. And it, it's just almost impossibly unlikely. <laughs> Um, unless it was planted there. Yeah. 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 I mean, so yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I mean, they say it's bacteria. It came from bacteria, but I mean, I don't know. That's a, but that's the thing. That's a big jump. Like that's a difficult, irreducibly complex system for this bacteria to go from being its own creature to getting inside of one of our cells and starting to make fuel for that. Sounds like toxoplasmosis ish. Yeah. Um, speaking More of like that, Anunnaki, fucking throw some pig in this shit, and let's see what happens. You like that? I if I was going to try to make the case right that we were made by you know something, that's one thing I would point to. Like that seems like an intervention, you know. But but again, really, I, I that's not my area at all. So so know. what about what about NAD for aging and and uh, for anti aging and like the cellular energy, like getting NAD injections or um, I was using for a while there that uh, nicotinamide riboside as the precursor to to NAD. Like, is that part of this whole so, research? Are people still on that? That was a few years ago, I think. I, I um, you know, with 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 the book that I'm trying to write and my work, I, I try to be super super research based. I mean, obviously, science has a lot of issues, right? But I think for the most part, it's just people trying to do a good job, you know? Um, And when it comes, there's only a handful of interventions that really show lifespan extension potential in humans. Uh, And and NAD, the research on NAD is not particularly amazing, uh, I would say. Um, Now, that said, there are studies you can find that show positive results, but... Positive uh, results for other things, maybe, but not necessarily... Right. Energy. Yeah. Yeah. I heard you could get... I heard you could clean up... um, opioids right out of your system, that kind of stuff. Oh, I did, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even realize that. So, uh, so I, I don't know that I've ever come across any harm from, from it. Uh, so I, I don't have yeah. a strong opinion on NAD. I mean, the, the big, the big things that seem to modify lifespan are, uh, exercise, caloric restriction, and eliminating, um, fructose from, from your diet. Uh, and sun, sun exposure is a big one. Uh, hydration is a sun surprise. exposure in a, in a positive just getting way. sun, just yeah. getting sun. Yeah. It's a, yeah. Th- I mean, that's obviously, that's a whole other thing that science kind of had wrong, um, is sun, sun exposure. So yeah. 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 <laughs> one of the articles I read getting said sun with sunscreen or without, without, yeah, I don't want it. I don't want someone to get cancer and blame me, but, but, uh, basically sunburns cause cancer, cause skin cancer. Absolutely. Uh, but, but just getting sun, you know, and being outdoors, um, is, is incredibly good for you. It's linked to decreased mortality risk of every kind. It makes you sleep better. Uh, it's, it's a big deal, especially between the early morning hours. If you can get outdoors and redshift. Yeah. Yeah. And if you can get outdoors, like depending on where you live, um, you know, but like between seven and 8am, um, it just, it's good. You're going to sleep a lot better. And so that might actually be why 
you live longer. I, is that because you're resetting your circadian clock kind of, or you're just yeah, sort of making sure that that's. It's just as important as not looking at a bright phone after 11. Yeah. A bright phone or computer. Wow, fuck. Yeah. Um, and so um, the, the studies on, you know, melatonin and stuff, uh, basically early morning sun exposure and no bright screens after 11. Some people say that if it's dim, it's not as big of a deal. Not so much the color blue and red. The focus used to be on blue light, red light, yeah. but really just brightness is what they think is the big deal. So, um, and then fructose, um, fructose, it, basically what they think, again, going back to evolution is that we evolved, whether we evolved it or we just have it, who knows, but we evolved a fructose fat conversion mechanism to survive the winter. So there is a lot of fruit laying around in the fall. And so primates, migratory birds, whatever, would eat a bunch of fruit over the course of a couple of weeks. And so we just have this mechanism for converting fructose into fat rapidly. And so we don't eat much fructose in the form of fruit. We get the majority of our fructose from uh, sugar, which is half fructose, half glucose. And so that combination actually seems even worse than just eating fructose um, from fruit. So atherosclerosis, heart disease, obesity, you can trace that pretty well to the introduction of, of refined sugar and high fructose corn syrup, um, and to the fifties, you know, the forties, fifties, sixties. So what, what about maple syrup in there and honey, like raw honey and maple syrup? Maple syrup has fructose for sure. I don't know what the ratio is. So does honey, but I don't think anything is going to come close to just refined sugar. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, yeah. worry too much about that other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, re- refined sugar, just, it's, uh, it, it, it just, it just, turns into fat. I mean, that there's that mechanism. And then an interesting thing about hydration is when you're dehydrated, your body for some reason produces fructose. So there's been some studies now linking dehydration to weight gain, to, to fat gain specifically. Wow. So what's this eight glass of water a day thing? Has that been just like a, I don't know. Fucking throw something at the wall there and hope that it's stuck. And what, what's the, what's your hydration recommendation? I don't, I don't really have one. I just, I drink water when I feel thirsty, you know, I don't know, but, but, um, basically what they've done is they've, they've drawn blood and they've looked at something called the osmolality and the sodium concentration and people who have higher sodium concentrations have more fat. It's just like absolutely going to be the case. So high, um, high sodium concentrations. It just means you're dehydrated. That's how they measure dehydration. Cause it, it Okay. It doesn't I, mean you're I, eating I, sodium necessarily. No, just, exactly. Exactly. Is that why they're getting, is that why they think that salt levels are always too high? Because I heard that you need salt to help transport the water all around yeah. your body. Like yeah. it's an important combination. Yeah. I, I mean, this is one I personally am reading about all the time. Cause I don't, I don't know. I mean, you, you hear about people saying like, you need to be adding salt to your water. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And then you hear about Here's one thing for sure that that I I believe and I think the evidence backs up is that um, sodium is not the cause of chronic high blood pressure. Uh, I mean, it could be it's, when you drink or, or sorry when you eat something salty, your blood pressure goes up. There's no doubt about it, but it's acute. It's it's transitory. When you exercise, your blood pressure goes up. You know, um, there's this guy named Gary Taubes. I'm not exactly sure how to say his last name, but Gary Taubes. He he writes about bad science. That's his thing. He's a science journalist. He, he broke the cold fusion scam in Utah. He wrote this like book about what a horrible person this guy was who uh, had just won a Nobel prize. I think his name's Carlos Rubia. 
for the Higgs boson particle. Like that's what he does. And his thing that he's on right now is the dash diet, which is the, I don't even remember what it stands for, but the, the diet to prevent hypertension. Um, and it basically just means eat less salt. And so he's interviewed these people and they don't want to talk about it. Like he, he, he wow. says he kind of has a nose for bad science. Wow. That he'd be a good he guy to like, talk to. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a, I, I, you guys could, could get him. Um, he's a pretty interesting guy. He, he write, he wrote good calories, bad calories, which is about sugar. So he's written a lot of good books on that, but basically that, that fructose is the cause of, of hypertension. Absolutely. Um, huh. not, not salt. And, uh, the interestingly, it's not even the amount of salt you eat that influences your blood pressure. It's, um, the concentration. So you could have a really high sodium content meal, but if it's dissolved in a big bowl of broth and you're drinking a glass of water, it really won't affect your blood pressure as much. Um, so that another recommendation in the book is drinking water with meals. But I know that's oh, controversial. That, did, I know you, did you just tell me that? Did you, was it you that told me to drink water with me? No, my buddy Mike, um, who I sent your email to because I, I wanted his because he's into all this stuff too, and a, from a real layman's perspective, like he yeah. he's got all this knowledge in his head, he doesn't know what to do with it. And I'm like, start a podcast or do something, dude. Like he's even got ideas for supplements and stuff, and he's coming up with all these awesome ideas but he's he, he needs he's, to reach out to me i've bugged every single one of my friends into starting a podcast so <laughs> yeah yeah and he was uh, saying that you, you need to drink drink while you're eating which is complete i've been not drinking while eating because i heard that it ruins the digestion process but he's saying especially with carbs and sugar or something you you drink while you're eating it's pretty i mean it's pretty basic science i mean one of the for i teach physiology so one of the things we talk about is concentration gradients um and one way to decrease the concentration gradient between the inside of your stomach or your inside your, your small intestine and your bloodstream is by adding water that immediately decreases the concentration of whatever you're eating. Um, so yeah, you can definitely decrease absorption of sodium and, and sugar that, that way. So what I about, have, what about the, what about the, the, the myth that you weren't supposed to drink cause you ruin your, the way your stomach's, um, uh, the stomach acid and stuff. And it takes long. It, it was like it was harder on your digestion or something. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I usually see that. I have seen that before. I have even seen like, you don't need to drink water at all. We should be getting all of our water from our food. Maybe, maybe there was a time when that was true. I, I don't know. Um, I usually see that stuff on like Instagram reels. So I, I don't know. I don't know the validity of it. You know, I, I haven't come across and maybe I'm sure they're out there. Someone hopefully will send them to me, but I haven't come across that. And, and, journals. I should mention though, that, you know, my, my area really is exercise and biological age. Um, everything else is just, I I'm like, a, uh, I don't know. I'm an interested novice just because I know how to read the papers and I, I read them, but, um, I'm sure there's people who know more. So then what kind of that? Cause, cause you mentioned in your book coming up that you're, that you haven't finished yet, but it's speaking of exercise, you have the hit in there and the biological age pr prediction from that. So is the hit a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a good thing. We can't say for certain that it's better or worse than other forms of exercise. What, what we did is we took, uh, we took a bunch of sedentary people, uh, between the ages of 40 and 65. Don't look at me, Darren. <laughs> and, um, and we had them do a, what's called a 10 by one hit interval. So they, they do like a two minute warm up, 
And then they do one minute of pretty high intensity exercise, 77 to 93% of your age adjusted max heart rate. So you just do that for a minute. Then you take a minute break. Then you do it for a minute. You take a minute break. You do that 10 times. It's called a 10 by one. There's lots of different ones. There's Tabata. There's all these things. We just picked this because it was considered safe for sedentary people. And when you're getting a study approved by IRB, you just want to pick something safe, especially when you're saying, Hey, we're taking older out of shape people and we're going to do intense exercise. They want to know, okay, (laughs) get, show us the evidence that no one's going to get hurt. So that's what we picked. Um, people got three and a half years younger after 12 sessions. That's what we found uh, from drying their blood. Um, now of course they're the same age, but their gene expression changed to reflect that of someone on average, three and a half years younger after one month of three times a week hit sessions. And so that's the study so that's that we like, just, and that's just like, so how long exercise that like three minutes. So that's like, fucking. I mean, that's no, no, like, no, 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 no. It's 10 minutes, oh. about 15, 20 minutes, right? Oh. It, it, it worked out to about 23 minutes. Yeah. But only 10 minutes of that is exercise. So, I mean, to your point, yeah, it's 10 minutes of exercise. It's like a hockey. It's, it reminds me of hockey. Just So if you're banging school, you three, sh- four days a week, you're good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Especially we, if it only lasts 60 seconds, Dan. Well, then you just do it 10 times. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> um, we didn't compare it to anything else. So we just compared it to a control group. So there might be better types of exercise, but, but I mean, it's like two hours of exercise made people three and a half years younger. If we had the money, we would have done it once a month for a year and seen, you know, how high does it get? Does it get up to yeah, seven? Yeah, it's going to, it's going to, yeah, it's going to, you think it would peak at a point or something, right? Or, yeah, exactly. That's fascinating. So what about this, um, rapamycin in Easter Island? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I just, I just found this out. I've been reading about rapamycin for years. Uh, rapamycin is probably the bet, you know, we've, we've not, we, we, you know, the governments, the world governments have put so much money into aging research and that they have nothing to show for it. Basically. I oh, mean, I wanted, to, I wanted to remind, I wanted to ask you about the elites and aging and stuff before, okay, we, okay. Wrap, before we wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. They, they, um, we, you know, we've so many billions of dollars in, in grants and stuff and, Basically, we have caloric restriction. I mean, that that came from this big study where they sealed people in this huge complex for two two years, and and they ended up having less food than they anticipated. So it was an accidental study on caloric restriction. But um, so until recently, there was basically nothing, and uh, they found that rapamycin, which is an immunosuppressant they give to organ transplant recipients, uh, prevents cancer. That's in humans. Um, but in mice, they found that it it has a pretty significant increase in lifespan. I think it's like 30%. I can't remember exactly. But and that's given late in life. So it's, you know, we we've always thought that if you wanted to extend lifespan, you had to start whatever medication in, in a in a child or young person. But this was late in life. So um, so yeah, rapamycin is like the drug that people talk about. There's not a lot of human research. There's a study going on at UCLA right now. You can get it prescribed to you for aging. You just have to find, there's lists of doctors online that will prescribe it. Um, and so, yeah, I've been reading about it forever. It inhibits the mTOR pathway, just like exercise, just like caloric restriction, just like fasting. So it's like what you want in an aging breakthrough. You want a pill you can take instead of having to, you know, eat less and exercise. And I was looking into it and uh, it was discovered on Easter Island. So I just thought you guys would think that's interesting. In the sixties, a team of researchers in England was trying to figure out why people who lived on Rapa Nui didn't get tetanus. 
Um, you know, it was a big deal in the rest of the world. It was a huge deal in places where animals and horses lived or animals and people lived near each other. And a lot of the people were barefoot, which they were under Rapa Nui and nobody got tetanus. So they went down there, they took soil samples. Um, the guy didn't find anything particularly interesting other than no tetanus, which didn't make sense because there's, there's animal waste in the soil. So there should be tetanus. So he gave it to a team of researchers at this company called, uh, Ayerst. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. It eventually turned into Pfizer, interestingly, but they isolated a bacteria in the soil at Easter Island that produces this drug called rapamycin. And so they market it as an immunosuppressant because in high doses, it does suppress the immune system. And then just recently, they've started testing it in humans and it, it seems to reduce cancer. It actually seems to improve the immune system in low doses. It's actually um, one of the drugs that could stop Spanish flu in, in its tracks. Um, and and uh, yeah, it, it comes from Easter Island. Now, now they make it synthetically in pharmaceutical labs. Yeah, but, I, wonder, yeah. I wonder if they, I wonder if people live longer on Easter Island. I wonder we don't have that data, you know, if they're one of those octa or the centenarians yeah. or whatever, you know, it's one of those things that's like really fun to speculate with, with like a friend, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like, how is it that this potential thing that makes people live longer is found at this interesting place, you know? Yeah, exactly. They make Where it, they have these huge stats. Is it found in any other interesting places? The bacteria is found in a lot of interesting, you know, a lot of places, but the specific strain that makes rapamycin, I've been trying to actually track this answer down. I can't find it. I, it does not seem like it's found other places. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Darren, people have checked like at like, the pyramids or Chichen yeah, Itza yeah, the, or all yeah. these other fucking crazy places around the world and see if it, you know, maybe they, they, they seem to be onto a bunch of other shit. I wouldn't be surprised if they're onto that too. Yeah. What do you think they seeded that shit? I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it is, it's wild. I mean, we get a, we get a lot of medicine from bacteria, so it's not like the craziest thing in the world, I guess, but just the fact that billions and billions and billions of dollars and the best thing we have right now comes from Easter Island. I love it. The, the other medication is metformin. Um, this it's unclear, but there was a trial where diabetics on metformin actually lived longer than non-diabetics not on metformin. So that's pretty wild because um, you know, you'd expect diabetics to not live as long. So the perfect diabetes medication should only make them live as long, right? But they lived longer. So the idea is that there's something about metformin that extends lifespan. And it makes sense because it it uh improves insulin signaling. So, and that's another one you can get online. It comes from a type of, I want to say French lilac. So it comes from a plant, and then it's just purified and concentrated so how come the elites i mean they've got all this money they how come they oh it's just so weird how come they're not make like they should be way ahead of us on this they're all yeah. talking about you know living longer and all this stuff and health and and they just look horrible too like a lot of these guys and yeah i mean they're 90 like they're, you're like why wouldn't you look why wouldn't you be way healthier i don't know i just it's just a I mean, I guess it's just a human condition of, uh, you know, getting addicted to food and all these other things. I mean, they, they, no matter how much knowledge you have, I guess you still have to and put it in the load, right? Too. Yeah. So yeah. it's even worse. It is, you know, the best of the best of that food. Like you imagine some of the spreads Can you imagine the breakfast I mean, they, buffets and the fucking little snack trays that are around all the time, the little meats and the little cheeses. 
Oh man, I'd be fat as shit. <laughs> that I mean that that could be part of the answer right there. But I mean, they do live longer. Not a lot. I mean, not not anything crazy. Not twice as long. But uh, very wealthy people live longer than oh, middle really? class. Oh, that's and interesting. Lower. Really, eh? That's interesting. I mean that that's one of the big determinants of of health and lifespan is income, um, and, and just net worth. But but it's nothing like insane. I I know they've been talking a lot lately on no agenda about the organ transplants in, in China and stuff. And, and, the, and basically you get another maybe five, 10, 15 years of terrible life from that. So yeah, it doesn't seem like they have it figured out. I mean, maybe it's just one of those things we'll never, you know, never, never solve. I don't know, but uh, I guess I just thought there would have been like dark research that is not sort of open to the public that they should have figured some of this stuff out already. You know, there's, there's gotta be. I, I have yeah. to believe there is. I, I don't know. Um, that's my personality. I, I feel like, man, there's because exactly all, all these big, uh, big tech companies and stuff are getting into longevity. Google and, and Bezos sponsoring a lot of research. And so you got to think there's some stuff. But yeah. the problem, the problem is it's just, it's difficult to test something because it's like, okay, here's this thing we'll check on you in a hundred years. You know, yeah. it's, just the nature of designing an experiment around aging is difficult. That's, that's where the biomarkers of aging come in. Um, the one we used was based on MRNA. So it's based on gene expression. Uh, there's some based on DNA methylation. And the one I, I'm making is just based on blood markers. It's just based on 20 blood markers. And it can predict how much longer someone is going to live in the sample we tested on, on uh, 85% of the time accurately. So, 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 th so then you can do your own design, your own research studies with that, right. with that tool, which is great, exactly right. You, you can yeah. give people rapamycin and see what happens. Yeah. But I, I don't know when, when I started looking into this, I was kind of like, like maybe this is a field I can find out something interesting. I used to be in healthcare administration. I, I, I didn't like it. And so I kind of had, a, I kind of started over, um, at the time I was very optimistic that there was some breakthrough right around the corner. It, it just doesn't seem that way. Uh, it just seems like one of those things like, <clears throat> and if you believe that aging comes from evolution, you know, just the idea that evolution is incentivized to keep us healthy into our kid until our kids are adults like that. That's the driving force of natural selection in terms of aging is you want someone to be having as many kids as possible. So you want them to be really healthy in their like child bearing years. And then you want them to be healthy enough to raise their children until they're about 20. And then by that time, the person's in their fifties and that's when everything kind of starts to fall apart. And so there are animals that breed late in life and they over time tend to live longer. Their lifespan tends to go up. Um, there's this, <clears throat> there's a study on possums actually. That's where most theories of aging come from is this Island off the coast of Georgia, uh, called Sapelo Island, I believe. And the possums there live like five times longer than other possums. And they just found out it's because there's no predators on the island. So these possums are just lounging around making baby possums into their late years. And over a few thousand years, their lifespans, you know, double or triple. So, Holy shit. Yeah. So, so, I mean, it just might be one of these things we can't influence that much. Um, other than, you know, diet, exercise, fasting, a couple drugs. Not stressing. Yeah. That's a big one. That's maybe the biggest one, actually. Uh, so friendship, marriage, actually, uh, sex, diet, exercise. I mean, that's that's it. Having a community is actually is huge. There's some big studies 
What about a cult? What if you have a cult? Cults are even better. Okay, as long yeah, as it's yeah. not a death cult. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> Sex yeah. cults are great. Uh, right. So what about gamma, gamma wave uh, brainwave entrainment? Oh, yeah. This, um, ah, yeah, I meant to bring this up earlier. So there is a couple studies at MIT where they did a 40 hertz flickering light bulb in front of mice with Alzheimer's. And it re- it reversed Alzheimer's. It stimulated a type of cell called a micro microglial cell, and it's like a white blood cell of the brain. And it started destroying the plaques inside the brain, the amyloid plaques, the tau proteins, and the Alzheimer's went away. And they found the same thing with sound, forty hertz sound. And so they're testing it in humans. Basically, light's easy because you can just replace your light bulbs with forty hertz light. They're seeing some pretty actually surprisingly good stuff. Um, you can't crack some a human's head open and measure the amyloid plaques, but they're doing imaging and they're doing blood work and they're just doing cognitive tests. And it seems to be fairly effective. And so um, I got into this because the researcher next door to the lab where I was doing my research studies laughter. And so he had found that laughter increases 40 hertz gamma frequency which is the frequency that stimulates glial cells. And so um, he asked me to help write the paper for him and, and we did. So it seems like that might be one of the mechanisms that friendship and community helps people live longer is it stimulates their brain to produce gamma frequency. And so I thought that was interesting because you guys were talking to, I want to say the narrator of, um, oh man, Bam, was a BAM, Builders of the Ancient Mysteries? You, you interviewed a narrator for a movie, uh, that was about, um, about like Easter Island, how, how they have similar structures all over the world. Uh, Graham Hancock was in it and they found these caves that are like thousands and thousands of years old that resonate at specific frequencies. And so that's what made me want to mention it to you guys. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Cause typically in science, when you hear like the word frequency or vibration, like kind of your, your radar goes up right away. Like, oh, I don't know, this makes me uncomfortable, you know, but, uh, but man, there's some crazy good studies yeah. showing that. I mean, yeah. and it should be opposite because frequency is measurable, right? It's one of the things that we can't see, but it's very measurable. Right. You think, right? I mean, the hertz and the and the frequencies. Yeah. I mean, I can my girlfriend can be in a state of of like major stomach pain or having her like sort of maybe like a heart palpitation or something, and I'll get the singing bowl out. Yeah. And it'll like it it's not all the time, but sometimes it'll like literally like just uh transform the condition you need you need to figure Almost out what frequency instant. that is yeah you need to somehow figure out a way to measure i mean it's you can do it but um it almost resets it i mean it doesn't get rid of it altogether but it almost like holds it back or it almost like resets it or calms it down or something you yeah. need a didgeridoo yeah and you could clear it wow 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 <laughs> that's just gonna make it worse and send so. her to some other realm i'll pop her root shocker oh no where'd she go <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't want um, that uh what was i gonna ask him oh i think was that about 2018 that study or something like that i know yeah. adam adam loyal was talking about this quite a bit uh i want to say 2016 and then another one came out in 2018 yeah. it, it was published in nature aging cell uh that that type of stuff would normally get kind of ignored um if it wasn't for the fact that it was mit and and cell and nature so um yeah it's 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 wild so it's i mean it's pretty pretty concrete evidence that light and sound oscillations can 
cure disease in mice and who knows what they can do in humans could be, you know, preventative or a great treatment. So do you, so that 40 Hertz was with, um, with mice. So would it be a different Hertz for us? Do you think they've done it in humans too? Um, it's just, it's just harder to measure like, cause the mice, you know, they kill the mice and they check, you know, what happened to the brain. Um, it's tough. <laughs> it's a tougher sell in human research for sure. So, uh, but it, it looks for promising. Now, give that another <laughs> two decades. Uh, maybe like, maybe that's some of the dark stuff you're talking about, you know, but, uh, but save n- the mice, save the mice, <laughs> use the human, use the humans. <laughs> I mean, people, cognitive scores go up and, uh, other, other good things happen. And so basically what happens, your brain, and th- this is a fact, this is not like, a hypothesis. It, if you put someone on an EEG and look at their brain waves, their brain waves entrain to whatever the predominant stimuli is around them. So if you have a 10 Hertz flickering light or a hundred Hertz flickering light, your brain waves move towards that oscillation. And so the more sensory stimuli, the better, uh, light affects the occipital cortex. Cause that's where we process visual stimulus and sound is the temporal cortex and actually the hippocampus, which is a big deal for memory. And so, you know, uh, it seems to be that 40 Hertz oscillation in your brain is healthy. And so the, the fact that laughter causes 40 Hertz oscillation is kind of interesting because what is laughter? I mean, it's just such a strange thing to do. Only humans do it. Right. And so we're such social creatures and the fact that friendship makes you live longer, you got to think, you know, it's all connected. Yeah. And, and, um, and those laughing communities that were, I think they were studying those people that laugh, you know, they have those laughing groups and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Pretty healthy. That, that actually made the guy, my, the neighbor, my lab neighbor want to do a study on fake laughter versus real laughter. Yeah. Well, if you start fake laughing, I mean, you'll be laughing in no time. I don't fake it till you make it. Yeah. Just smiling in your Uh, face changes, uh, smiling, your smiling uh, changes your physiology. uh, uh, you, I might have How heard this be mad if you smile. <laughs> you, you can't be mad when you're smiling. Like. You're a fucking psycho. Um, I, I was gonna say you look pretty creepy right now. Totally. I think I heard this from you guys that the you know, or maybe maybe it was another show, but you know, folks who get Botox and stuff become depressed because they don't have oh enough. Oh my god! Blood. Right. And so that's all connected. I, I don't the the study isn't published and it's not my study, but I want to say that they found. Fake laughter and real laughter basically had the same effect. That's what I. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's what I. That's what I'm. Thinking. I'm just gonna go around fake laughing all the time, <laughs> and I you mean, just be in a great mood all day long. I mean, this is the fake. I'm in a pretty this great is why mood. Fake it till you make it is a pretty, pretty solid philosophy. I'm in a pretty great mood most of the time as it is. You know, it takes a lot to knock me off of my. Your high horse. That too, but this is different. <laughs> um. What are you working on next? Where can our listeners track down your stuff? Are you on social media? Can people creep on you there? Yeah, man. I, everyone, I was thinking like, I got to start some kind of social media before, before I come on here. I've got, I've got nothing. I have no social media. I love media. it. I love it. I love I, it. It's like uh, guy after my own heart. I mean, I like the only social media I have is for the show. And I just, that's it. I'm, I'm trying to publish this book and everyone I talk to is like, okay, what's your platform? <laughs> yeah. Like I've got 60 followers on Instagram and I'm related to most of them. So I, I'm going to try to start posting, you know, research and stuff on Instagram. So I guess you can follow me there, Trev, Trev Loman. Um, and uh, also I, I'm kind of trying to start a podcast with my, with a buddy of mine. So I, I'm going to mention it. it's called Philo Sophia. It's uh, not really related to this kind of stuff. It's other. Oh, it's I like just, that. 
the two names, Philo and Sophia together. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That's a great name for a podcast. I stole that from somebody. I think I heard Did- Jordan Peterson or somebody talking about how it means the love of wisdom. And I'm like, Oh, you know, he, he's a PhD. I'm a PhD it stands for philosophy, you know, doctor yeah. of philosophy. So, yeah. uh, so we just talk about stuff. Um, so yeah, Instagram and that, if you are a researcher, you can follow me on ResearchGate. That's kind of like the social media for researchers and that's it. So what's, uh, what's your book going to be about then? And when's, it, and when's it going to come out? Cause we should have you back on and we'll talk about it. Oh, more. thank you. Yeah. A lot of the stuff we talked about today, basically the fifth, the 15 things that are actually proven to make you live longer. Um, there's a lot of fat stuff that comes and goes. So these are like the pretty solid 15 things. Um, a lot of stuff we talked about tonight. I was trying to self publish it. Cause I'm like, I, nobody knows who I am, but someone actually emailed me back about publishing it. So I don't know. I don't know. It, it would have been soon if I was self publishing it. I'm not sure now. So it just, if I'll just hit you guys up. Um, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, it's called step-by-step step longevity. So just 15 steps. I saw step-by-step. I was writing like this huge book about theory and I'm like, nobody's going to read this. So I just turned it into a 15 step. Yeah. That's, that's a good way to go. That's good. Those are, you know, supposedly those number things work, you know, hopefully let us know if you need a narrator. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. It's going to be a lot of words like streptomyces hygroscopic. He's the, he's the, (laughs) I mean, he's it's, he just goes for it. You have to admire his gusto. There's no like stuttering. There's no anything. Just stranopilophilophagus and just like rolls through like fucking nobody's business. Can you only do that if it's self-published or can you do it no matter what? Cause that'd be, that'd be an honor. I'd love that. It would depend on. Um, yeah. Most publisher. publishers have some publishers rights. have started. Most publishers, I would say. I don't think have, it's going to be. I've started to retain uh publish uh, audio rights. And the, the sad thing is that a lot of them do it and then they don't do the audio book anyway. Cause I think they base it on, you know, this or that or. Yeah, it's an expense, it's right? How many, it's not how a big many people say, "Oh, it won't but they're, bucks. Yeah, like it's 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 crazy that more people aren't doing it. Um, so is there is there a measurement uh, your chrono age versus your um, biological age? Like, is there a way that you go like minus three point five or like? Yep. Yep. Is there a division? Is there and what and what's yours? What what's your? I mean, I expect I didn't expect you to be so young looking. You know what? I actually don't know. I didn't take, I didn't what? take blood. I should have. Yeah, I know. I easily could have too, because it was all through the study. I don't know why I didn't. I was just at the time, I was just so nervous about like IRB and doing anything wrong. I, sh- I should have, but it's uh, yes, they call it age acceleration. So uh, my, on my metric, we call it lifespan acceleration because it's, it's a mortality risk predictor, but um, the, the ones that folks at UCLA make, it's called epigenetic age acceleration. And yeah, if you're if you're 40, but your biological age is 30, then your age acceleration is minus 10. Okay. So it's a simple calculation like that. That's so it. you want to be in the minuses. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yep. All right. I bet this you guys is... are. I have a good feeling. Oh, I don't know. I, mean, I uh, do too. I Let us know when it comes out. We'll try it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks, right, Trevor. Thanks. Fun. Have a great night. And that was our chat with Trevor Lowen. What'd you think, buddy? Yeah, that was fun. That was, was awesome. Fun. That was a fun yeah. one. Yeah, it's always fun to have a fan of the show on that um, kind of knows us more than we know him. You know, or at least someone who doesn't. Maybe hate that's the why show. we feel. Yeah, we kind of know what to expect. Yeah, yeah, but I love the I love the research. I mean, I really do have to. 
tell my buddy Mike and and they should he should be in touch with them. How much is it to do your biological age test? We could probably afford to do that. It's probably less than the fasting, right? Well, if we get some donations, we can do that. And we'll talk yeah, about support the show, the show motherfuckers. GrabAmerica.ca slash support. <laughs> if you're getting some value from the show, you got to support it. Big thanks to Matt for coming on the show. Or oh, sorry, Matt. Jeez, I got Matt. Loma, and it's not even Loman. It's Lomar. <laughs> Big thanks to Trevor for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Even bigger thanks if you are one of those people that are supporting. If you're not, head for GrabAmerica.ca slash support today. Sign up for a monthly making one-time donation. Check out all the audiobooks at adultbrain.ca, america.ca slash chats for the chats. I think the Discord's back on. We got a Telegram. We got all that shit. GrabAmericaAmerica.com. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. Teach me all your secrets to get a good handle on a better way to does one get out of bed every day in the throes of the apocalypse should i bury my head in the sand or sabotage their evil plan i feel really trapped an ant burned by a magnifying glass it's all a little bit too convenient all the evidence went up in flames these fraudster scammers belong in the slammer My friend best give up their names Should I call on militia man Or pass out a petition pen I feel really trapped An ant burned by a magnifying glass I don't know what y'all been told But I got a soul made out of gold Sound off, one, two, sound off Three, four, cadence count. One, two, a big ball. Some time ago, a crazy dream came to me. I dreamt I was walking into World War Three. As prophetic as humanity, as aching bones, as frantic animals. Sophia rode it down, built an ark. Now she floats it down the river in dark. As Thoughts for the life of me over the din of a bruised and broken culture. The media spins and splatters and spins and clatters and I cringe because it's psychological warfare. Don't you feel yourself getting really mad? How did we let it get this bad? Don't you feel really trapped like a brain in a vet? to close Pandora's box but sirens are singing me off a cliff I'm looking to hitchhike to Shangri-La over yonder Sophia would you give me a lift hopped out of the Hegelian rebellion say goodbye to all you Machiavellians let evil destroy itself I'm bound for Shangri-La Shangri-La My dream if I could be in yours As prophetic as morning dove 
an ark Now we're floating it down a river dark As prophetic as white wolves As butterflies As rainbows Sophia sings it now We built a plane Now we're taking flight above a river bright Shangri-La, la 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 Shangri-La.